Welcome back to another episode of the Supermarcado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today, we are very excited to focus on the incredibly talented composer, Yoko Kano. Now, over the years, uh, we've gotten so many different emails and comments and suggestions for us to focus on this incredible composer. And this isn't an official Patreon episode, but it might as well be because I can't even think about all the suggestions we've gotten to do this over the years. So we're very excited to finally focus on this incredible composer who I think everyone who's familiar with her would definitely agree that she's primarily known for her anime work. Uh, so she's a very prolific and well-loved anime composer. One of the most, I would say, famous anime composers in the world. Uh, some of her work that she's known for would be for co- things like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, so some of the most right. well-known animes. But she also did some great work for video games. So we're going to try to focus on most of her video game work today. But we do want to show a few examples of her anime work and we've talked before you know on on previous episodes uh like even our kohei tanaka episode we've talked about the linkage between video games and anime so i'm sure we'll discuss that again today but this is you guys are going to be in for a treat today some phenomenal music here absolutely yeah i'm so excited to get to spotlight on this composer and just talking a little bit about sort of her biography in a sense one thing that i found really interesting when reading about her was that she mentioned that when she was growing up her parents only let her listen to classical music yes and she had a really profound experience in college in you know university when she started to be exposed to other types of rhythms and you know rock instrumentations and drums and she became really enamored by that and i think that kind of excitement for those forms of music can kind of be seen in a lot of her work as a composer as well as her deep understanding of classical music. That's a great point. And to have that classical foundation and then to eventually go off and explore other territories, that is so useful. And one thing I'll say about Kano is she is such a diverse composer. I mean, she has such a command over so many different styles of music from orchestral to rock and jazz. And just speaking of her jazz chops, she's an she's a wonderful jazz pianist who is just a beast when it comes to not just the piano, but writing jazz music. She's also the lead member of a band called Seatbelts. And that band features a lot of her compositions. And that band is featured on a lot of her work, you know, things like Cowboy Bebop. So I think we're going to maybe even hear uh, some Seatbelt stuff today. Uh, so she's just she's just a total beast. And I can't wait to get into this stuff. She is currently 54 years old. So she was born in the early 60s. And some of the other anime work that she is known for, in addition to Cowboy Bebop, things like Macross Plus, uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Wolf's Reign, many others. 
So let's get into it, okay? What you guys heard playing in was one of the first video games uh, she scored for. It's called Uncharted Waters. And we're going to play a decent amount of tracks from that today because I think it's a delightful score. And we're going to play a couple different versions of it. So what you heard, that was the PC-88 version. And that was a track called Kohoku Section. Again, composed by the wonderful Yoko Kano. So let's keep going. Let's play another PC-88 track here from Uncharted Waters. This is is a very delightful classical piece of music. I think this has a great melody here. Let's take a listen to Portugal from Uncharted Waters. listening to Portugal from Uncharted Waters. This is the PC-88 version here, and it's one of the earliest video game scores that she worked on. There's a few that she scored before this. I believe this came out in 1990, so we had to skip over a few. And one thing that uh, I will mention is when you look at her her overall discography of her work, uh, the vast majority of it is anime work, and then I would say followed by film, and the smallest percentage of it is video games. So she didn't do a lot of video games, but the work that she did there is absolutely incredible. This is a really delightful, adorable piece of music here. I agree. I love the melody. They're adorable, I think, is an apt word to use. It, it, it has sort of a, a cute, plucky character in terms of the timbre and the instruments that, mm-hmm. that are kind of being chosen here. Um, something that I thought was sort of interesting for uh, an early piece of video game music, I guess you could say, um, more of a primitive chiptune sound. This is a melody that features quite a lot of sustain, um, in you know really long tones, and that's something that I feel like we don't often hear in a lot of early video game music because it's not always the best sound, and because right. you have uh, a limitation in the number of voices or the number of you know pitch channels that can be occurring at one time. Oftentimes we get these dense kind of melodies and all of these interlocking lines that need to constantly be doing something and constantly be recontextualizing the harmony. Um, it's it's kind of nice though to hear. A melody like this that that you could imagine on maybe a string instrument or or something slightly more uh, organic. It it almost it also has like a vocal quality to it. It sounds like a. Um it almost sounds like a song tune melody or something. Well, and that's a good point about those long sustained notes. And there were a few different versions uh, of release for this score, not just the PC-88. There was a Super Nintendo version, which we're going to 
a showcase a little bit today. There's a PC version that featured some actual real performance, which we'll get to. So there's a lot of different versions. But yeah, the way that she approached this FM sound chip here was very different than a lot of her colleagues at the time. So right now, why don't we move on to one of my favorites? And I've actually uh, been familiar with this piece of music for a long time. It has a great melody. It's very laid back. This is definitely a reggae piece of music. It's a really chilled out reggae vibe. And I was thinking for a long time, what's the best system to play this from? What we're going to do is we're going to play it from the PC version. And this is a version that features, I think, a combination of maybe some general MIDI sounds, but definitely some real performance. I believe there's a real saxophone uh, taking the lead on this song. And then uh, near the end of this, why don't we fade and we'll transition to hear a little bit of what it sounds like on the Super Nintendo to kind of contrast this. So let's take a listen to Southern Twilight from Uncharted Waters. You guys listening to Southern Twilight, this is the jam. Oh my god, I adore this. This is from the PC version of Uncharted Waters, composed by the one and only Yoko Kano. Yeah, I've loved this track for years, and I don't believe I've shared it. I have shared some Uncharted Waters music before on the podcast. I know that for sure. And there's a later game that we're going to get to that we have also featured on the podcast. So there has been some Yoko Kano music on the podcast before, but... This is such a great track. Well, what are your thoughts on not just this this melody here, but uh, what we're hearing uh, from this arrangement? I think our fans are going to be quite surprised to hear me say it, but I'm really liking the soprano sax here, actually. <laughs> yeah, it I, works well. It works it's, really it's well. It's unfair, though, because the melody that that sax is playing is so good, and it feels it so, good so good in the groove that it's hard to not like it. Yeah, I, I'm. This is. I'm gonna treat this, you know, holiday season as a time to eliminate all context-based associations <laughs> of cheesiness and corniness. Because I think that's, that's stuff that that holds us back as musicians. Oh, it's like, oh, I'm afraid to do this because that's cliche. Well, why? Because someone told you it is. You know, it's like I, I want to be open to all things, and uh, I'm gonna give the soprano sax, you know, in, a the, pass? in the spirit of giving, in the spirit of holiday cheer, and goodwill towards men and to all saxophones <laughs> i'm gonna you know I'll, I'll let the soprano sax slide i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a wow I'm give it a chance that's so gracious and noble of you will thank you uh, thank you can you. really yeah, tell I think that so too the, the the holiday spirit is is really affecting will here <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a cool section that, that happens later where everything, you're going to hear it very soon here, where everything strips down and just goes to this really atmospheric piano. Right. And it really just sets a mood. I, I kind of want to play this game, especially on the PC, because from what I'm hearing of this PC version, it's just delightful. So guys, we're, we're now ready. Let's, let's transition. Let's transition to the Super Nintendo version here. Um, so what we're going to hear is we're going to hear <laughs> going from this nice real performance to the sampled sounds of the SNES. Let's take a listen to the Super Nintendo version. You know, regardless of the presentation, uh, I just have to say this really is an outstanding melody. I, I love yeah. the kind of repeated note motive that happens. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's you know, so catchy. It's very catchy, very groovy. I I think we made the right choice in playing the PC version, though. And yeah. I really like the combination of instruments, um, the, the sound of that electric bass, and it's a slightly slower mm -hmm. reggae groove, and the right. soprano sax is, is nice on top of it. You get kind yeah. of these extreme registers, which uh, I, I kind of love that in a in a sparse arrangement where you don't have too much going on. If you can have a huge differentiation in register and timbre. You know, yeah, I mean, I like, think there's a few reasons why that PC version feels like the definitive version. It's the only one that has the real performance and every other version has that fast tempo. This is the only version where it's slowed down. So you can tell that, you know, whoever arranged this, whether it was Kano or someone else for the PC here, um, is trying to make it more authentic to reggae music. And, oh, it's such a great melody. All right, let's move on. Now we're going to uh, show a little bit more of the SNES side of Uncharted Waters. This is a beautiful melody here. This is uh, called Meeting the Princess from Uncharted Waters. So beautiful. Some Koji Kondo vibes here. You guys are listening to Meeting the Princess, which could fit in a Zelda game. This is from Uncharted Waters, Super Nintendo version, composed by Yoko Kano. So already today, we've only played four pieces of music. I can't think of another composer who is this diverse and who's nailing every single style here. Wow, this is impressive. This is my favorite track of the day so far. I, I, I love the melody. I love the, the chord language. It feels slightly old world um it has yep. a, a little bit of like a i don't want to say ragtime but early 20th century early 20th kind century of palette yeah. to it there's there's a little bit of tragedy there you know the other night i was i was re-watching that wonderful film midnight in paris and it reminds me of a lot of the music that's used sure. in that in that movie 
Yeah, there's a, a real thoughtfulness to the harmony and to the voicings of all the chords, all of the um, resolutions, and yeah, the voice leading is great. And I really um, sultry, rich harmonies there. Yeah. Great implementation, I think, on the Super Nintendo. I think some of those instruments are also what's reminding us of Koji Kondo. But there is that kind of melancholy longingness to the harmony that I sure. think reminds me of... Uh, you know, certain things in the Super Mario series, or it actually reminds me a little bit of the work of uh, Soyo Oka. Yeah, well, that was so delightful, but I think now it's time to ramp up the energy, and, and let's get groovy here. This is a very um, energetic Latin piece of music that I adore. It has a really great melody with a lot of spunk. Let's take a listen to Offshore South. From the, We're going back to the PC-88 version. This is the last track of the day here from Uncharted Waters, composed by Yoko Kano. <laughs> listening to Offshore South, which is the last track we'll play today. Sorry, we, we played a lot of Uncharted Waters music, but I just couldn't resist it. I mean, I think definitely when, when it comes to this early era of Kano's work for the for video games, this just seems like one of, one of the highlights for sure, and it's such a treat to get her music on the PC-88. That was something I was not really familiar with um, right. before digging into her, is I guess I didn't know that she did work on the PC-88. This is a delight. Something that I, I think is inescapable in today's episode is a discussion a little bit about the musical landscape of Japan and sort of the the traits that exist within that culture and that musical language that we see time and time again in video games, game yeah. music, and anime. And it's, I, I have to say, it's just a language that I'm so fond of. And it is so, like Kano herself, it's so vast and diverse. Um, and what I think is interesting, going from that track Meeting the Princess, which had this kind of almost old Broadway sensibility to the harmony to something like mm -hmm. this, which is much more basic and very different. It's again using that kind of like half step, uh, it's using that half step modulating chord progression um, where, you know, you have a, your tonic chord and then a chord a half step above and then going back down. It sounds a lot more video talked about before. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely more video gamey, but um, something that makes it unique to this composer is, um, you know, Kano herself talks about all the different influences and all the different styles that she celebrated for working on. It's not always a conscious decision that she says, oh, I'm going to write something in this style. She feels right. like she's very conscious about the emotions of the experience. And what I love about a piece like this is the harmonic language feels a bit more modern, almost like rock influenced. Yet we almost have this kind of bossin of a boom, yeah, it's such a great Latin groove. And 
the mixing of those elements is something that I um, think is very distinct to kind of her brain and her approach to composition. It's so good. Well, yeah, we are going to now move on uh, from that game. We're going to move on to a series that she scored a few titles in. It's the Nabunaga's Ambition series. And we're going to move on to a system that's very similar sounding to the PC-88, but it's a little bit different. This is the Sharp X6800 here or 68,000, maybe it is. Uh, so similar FM sounds here. And the name of this game is Nabunaga's Ambition Haoden. And we're going to play a couple tracks from this wonderful score. Uh, this next is a little bit more rousing and emotional. It's very beautiful. I think it borrows some elements maybe from film score. Let's take a listen to Blue White Caps, composed by Yoko Kano. <laughs> music you guys are listening to blue white caps from nabunaga's ambition howden and this version is from the sharp uh, x68000 com- uh, japanese computer system composed by yoko kano you know I, I i heard what you were saying before carl about there being some film music influence and i i really think that um, feeling of it being reminiscent of cinema music can really be traced to one specific chord progression towards the end of the opening phrase. Because I think, to me, the melodies and and rhythms definitely have this sort of plucky, fun energy. It's very catchy. I I adore this melody. And then at the end, we have this sort of cadence point that uses like a flat 7 to 5 to 1 resolution. And that's something that sounds very cinematic to my ears. It's kind of the thing that has this... um, It almost has the sound of like an old Western. It's that kind of pastoral Americana uh, heroism type of sound uh, it, it's the moment like if you think of Alan Silvestri's Back to the Future 3 you know that where it goes to the flat 7 and then 5 um, I think that that kind of moment happened in, in this track and it feels reminiscent of something like that well I'm excited to move on to one more track from this game Nabunaga's Ambition Howden and this is such a beautiful piece of music it's very wandering and atmospheric but it has a gorgeous melody it's very emotional it does remind me again of some Koji Kondo stuff either from maybe like the Mario or Zelda series there were some moments in this track where for some reason it kind of reminded me of some of the spacier times of Mario Galaxy but melodically, it's it's kind of its own thing. It's just very beautiful. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious to talk with Will about what this maybe reminds him of. Let's take a listen to Yonder Auspicious Clouds from Nabunaga's Ambition, Howden. Mm-hmm. 
short, very sweet. You guys listening to Yonder Auspicious Clouds, composed by Yoko Kano. This is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, this this is one of my favorites of the day. Yeah, this is great. I, my favorite part is yeah, da, 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 yeah, me too. Da, da, da. Yep. Uh, and you have great, that gliss coming in. Yeah, great melodic oh. kind of arc, and the 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 kind of goal notes within that phrase are all really evocative against the chord progression. Mm-hmm. And that chord progression is very interesting. I was joking with Carl. This track, um, yonder auspicious clouds. It ought to be called wander auspicious chords. There's very <laughs> wandering chord progression, and uh, very interesting and really kind of sensuous moments here. Yes. Uh, I, I love the the palette in terms of instrument sounds here. I think it's all very fitting, and it has this atmosphere to it while still having a very lyrical and memorable melody. Again, I've been so impressed with this composer. Each track we've played today feels completely distinct and feels very uniquely crafted. Uh, strong melody is something that we've been talking about time and time again. And uh, for those of you been for those of you who know Carl and I, you know that that's probably the most important element to us when listening to a piece of music so yeah uh, i'm just i couldn't be more excited to continue today's episode and hear what other great tricks kano has up her sleeve so the next track we're going to move to is actually the last piece today that features fake elements like synth chip or in this case this is going to be super nintendo after this we're going to move into all real recordings which is very exciting because that's definitely more I would say, of what uh, Yoko Kano fans are familiar with. So, all right, this is from the sequel to Uncharted Waters. This is Uncharted Waters' New Horizons, and we're going to play one track from the Super Nintendo version. This is Theme of Petro, and what's really cool about this is it reminds me of a lot of classic Nintendo music. It's very uh, simple and innocent, and it has almost this lullaby quality to the melody, but the backing instruments are kind of this 60s, 6-8 pop sound, so it's just a really delightful piece of music. Let's take a listen to this composed by Yoko Kano. all about that that final transition back to the the loop the end of that loop there is so beautiful it's such a great resolution you guys listening to theme of petro from uncharted waters new horizons this is just amazing yeah it, it's another gorgeous melody and a really great chord progression yeah i i, I don't know why but i really feel like if uh yoko kano and i 
um, ever met each other that we'd be good friends. There's just something about her music that I really resonate with on mm. almost every single level. Uh, these melodies are so gorgeous and, and really speak to the types of things I um, really admire in a melodic phrase and also chord progressions that um, really kind of hit the spot for me. And you can just tell what a student she is of music and how many different styles are all influences. Well, uh, yeah, and- speaking of the different styles, we, have, we haven't we have seen anything yet because when we move into the, her later video game work and then eventually we're going to dabble into some of her anime stuff, it sounds totally different than what we've heard so far. So her early video game work really uh, covers like a, a different sound than we're going to experience later and, and what most of Yoko Kano fans are familiar with. So yeah, it's just amazing that she's able to to just nail uh, this, this video game sound so well because this does remind me of a lot of other classic video game music, but it's exciting to kind of see on the playlist here where she's going to go from there. For sure. All right. Let's move on to a very exciting title. This is Nabunaga's Ambition, Chronicles of Heaven. And I think this was originally released in 1994. But the really exciting thing is it had a really, it was very well received. And so there was an arranged album that was released, I think a little bit later, either the same year or a year later. And it featured all orchestral arrangements performed by the Warsaw Philharmonic Hall. And it's so gorgeous. We're going to play three pieces of music from this. Uh, and so far, I think this is, is, is reaching one of the pinnacles of the day, uh, exploring the side that a lot of anime fans have known from Kano. And, and now we're finally getting to hear this with her video game compositions. Let's take a listen to a beautiful piece of music called Spring Waves. This is outstanding video game music. You guys are listening to Spring Waves, composed by Yoko Kano, performed by the Warsaw Philharmonic Hall. This is from an arranged release of Nabunaga's Ambition Chronicles of Heaven. This is just the best. I I will say that this is a very um, (laughs) underappreciated soundtrack here. Yeah, I love the rhythms here. This kind of really dramatic oompa oompa. It's very theatrical in kind of a balletic sense. It kind of reminds me of the music of like Tchaikovsky or something and all these kind of double dotted rhythms. Well, you can really hear her early classical influence come across in this track almost more than anything we've heard today. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost uh, a celebration and a a slight caricature of uh, a certain sound in classical music. We have those double dotted rhythms, which give you the really kind of dramatic... Dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end. 
Dun-dun. Yeah, it's Dun-dun. delightful. Yeah, it has it's such like a it's a pouty character. I picture like a whining little like three year old stomping around the house and is really grumpy. Uh, yeah. There's something so cute about that, and that that kind of um, there's a there's a charming quality and like a playfulness to almost every piece of music that we've heard today, even though they're all in different styles. I feel like we the the same words. Uh, if you printed out a transcript of our comments <laughs> today, you could find like certain words that keep coming up time and time again melody beautiful delightful yeah there's certain (laughs) things that uh can describe almost every piece of music all right let's move on to another uh this is distant fields which it's hard to decide if i like this better (laughs) than the spring waves this is so beautiful let's take a listen to this from chronicles of heaven goodness this stops me in my tracks so gorgeous i particularly love the interaction between the strings and the woodwinds uh just very playful very delightful this is the first track where i'm really hearing some uh similarity to composers like joe hisayashi here um but really there, there's so many different eras of orchestral music that that this make me think of well when you listen to a track like this what is brought to mind as far as maybe some inspirations uh, and some techniques that Kano's using here? A variety of things. In, in terms of classical music, uh, I'm kind of reminded a little bit of the work of Maurice Ravel because there's sort mm-hmm. of that quasi-French impressionism to the harmony, but also yeah. a huge influence of uh, Spanish dance music, which is I know something that Ravel was really fond of. And he seems sure. to be one of those composers who's had quite a dynamic influence all over the world and in different Mm -hmm. composers. If I'm being completely honest, Ravel's not one of my personal favorite composers. Um, just that's, I guess that's just me. Yeah. Uh, But I definitely hear the influence of that kind of style. But what I think is great about so many, um, Japanese composers is there, there's this common thread that I notice of, uh, the, the utility of all these different desperate musical genres and musical forms and being able to combine them into one really confident voice. Um, yes. And what I love about Yoko Kano is she can transition from one sound to another that, you know... If you were trying to look through the order of music history, it's almost like you're jumping hundreds of years into the future, <laughs> or you know, jumping across. But you don't even notice and, it. Yeah, it all yeah, fits but together. yeah, it, it's all integrated with such craft and consistency in terms of clarity of thought and orchestration, and the ideas are all just so 
confident. I guess that's, fluid, that's the word yeah. that I would say. It really, she's she's the perfect person to compose for films or television or games um, because there is this narrative aspect to her music. It, it, there's like this um, theatrical storytelling yeah. bit that I think all of her music is very visual in that way. Well, we adored this whole arranged soundtrack to Chronicles of Heaven, so we had to pick one piece of this to be this week's track of the week. And it is Flowery Wind, again from Nabunaga's Ambition Chronicles of Heaven, this wonderful arranged album that was performed by the Warsaw Philharmonic Hall. This is such a beautiful piece of music. This features a little bit more of a solo exposed cello, I believe. Is that correct, Will? Yes, that's correct. All right, let's take a listen to this week's track of the week, Flowery Wind. Amazing. You guys listening to Flowery Wind from Nabunaga's Ambition Chronicles of Heaven, composed by the one and only Yoko Kano. And guys, we haven't even gotten to her jazz stuff yet. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane how diverse and eclectic she is as a composer and performer. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's incredible. This type of beautiful, rich, lush orchestral music is, is one thing, but to have as much of a command over this as you do jazz or rock or pop and stuff, it's just it's so impressive. Absolutely. This recording is also um, excellently engineered. Uh, they, I really like the... They make the sound of this um, orchestra sound like it's almost from an old 1960s recording or something. Yeah. It, this almost sounds like the perfect arrangement for an old like Christmas album. Just this, yeah. the tone of the strings mm-hmm. and the style of orchestration. It's, it's very retro. Old school. Yeah. yeah, I love it. All right, guys. Well, that was wonderful. We're now going to move on to one of the titles that we have focused on before, at least I think one or two tracks on the podcast, originally brought to us in a listener show and tell episode. This is a Dreamcast game called Napple Tale, Arcia in Daydream. And we're going to start off, we're going to play three tracks from this game. We'll start off with a wonderful piece of music called Cecil's Garden. Cecil's Garden. 
You guys are listening to Cecil's Garden from the Dreamcast game Napple Tale, Arcia and Daydream. Yeah, what a weird title, <laughs> Napple Tale. <laughs> Composed by Yoko Kano. So delightful. Oh my goodness, this is just we've said this before, but this is this is adorable. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry, but it is. Don't want to repeat myself, but I have to. Sound of that glockenspiel does make it sound very precious. Kind of like a soothing lullaby. This would be uh, nice music to hear in the late evening when you're trying to shut your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's also very fitting for the holiday season. You know, recently here in Duluth, we just got um, our first batch of snow in quite a little while. So it's definitely kind of putting me in the December Christmas spirit. When we're going to stay in that Christmas spirit, actually a lot of this score would be very good music to listen to in this season. We're going to move on to, I believe, the first glimpse into her jazz writing on today's episode. Let's take a listen to a very delightful animated piece of music called Be a Frog. Some of you guys are listening to Be a Frog, composed by Yoko Kano. Now we're just getting a taste into this totally other side of her that she is, maybe arguably this is the strongest side of her. She's such a beast when it comes to jazz. And so what you're hearing here is she's playing all the piano on this album. And she also uh, conducted, I think, all the sessions here. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just, you know, the diversity and the eclecticism of Kano is just unending (laughs) absolutely i really love the sound of this recording i i particularly enjoy sort of like the jazz vocal scatting that's doubled with the guitar line isn't that so cool (laughs) kind of quirky and and uh interesting again what diversity from this composer absolutely all right let's play one more track from carl are you getting are you getting a, some uh, Vince Guaraldi vibes from this at all? Oh, some of the wow. voicings on yeah. the piano. Just another thing to make you For feel sure. like Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Vince was is one of the you know jazz pioneers that it's possible that Kano looked up to. I mean, there's, you hear a lot of people in her playing and in her writing, for sure, so that could be one of them. Let's move on to one more from Napple Tale. And this also feels very Christmassy and emotional and just makes me feel all gooey inside. Let's take a listen to Wild Wind.
this is so great. I love this. You guys are listening to Wild Wind from Napple Tale, which came out for the Dreamcast, composed by Yoko Kano. A lot of wonderful performers here. Uh, the flute and traditional flute on this album is performed by Takashi Asahi. Uh, it's just such a great piece of music, and it's presented in the perfect way. You know what's interesting is this sounds a lot like Americana music to me. I don't know about you, Will, but I get some Copeland vibes here. Um, it, it just It's just delightful. Yeah, the very modal quality um, sort of reminds me of that, too. But just folk music in, in general. Yep. Uh, that, that sound of like the recorder definitely gives me Christmas vibes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I could just picture sleigh bells going along with this, and... I can picture elves in the North Pole scrambling to make presents in Santa's workshop. Uh, yeah. That's, that must just be what's on my mind. <laughs> okay, so guys, uh, we've mentioned before that Yoko Kano, uh, the biggest facet of her career is definitely anime, and one of the most beloved and well-known things that she's worked on has been Cowboy Bebop. So we wanted to share a little bit of that today uh, outside of, of video games. Now, there is a Cowboy Bebop game that we're going to get to in a little bit here, but before we do that, let's play one track from the anime of Cowboy Bebop. This is Rush. And this is probably the maybe the second most beloved, uh, second or third most beloved track. I think she she contributed to to Cowboy Bebop. It's just blazing jazz. It's so all over the place. It is really awesome. Let's take a listen to Rush from Cowboy Bebop, composed by Yoko Kano. You guys are listening to Rush from Cowboy Bebop Anime. What a monster. Yoko Kano is just a total beast. I can't believe this is the same person who composed Flowery Wind and that Meeting the Princess from Uncharted Waters and then this. And also, you know, we have to mention she composed that main theme of Cowboy Bebop, that tank, uh, that really swanky big band track. So what an incredible talent Kano is. Yeah, completely I mean, the main theme for Cowboy Bebop is, uh, it's got to be one of the best anime themes. It's so oh, catchy absolutely. and memorable. That was a, a huge influence and in um, kind of a film score thing that I did a couple of years ago. Sure. Well, um, Will, I think now might be a good time to do a quick little catch-up. I know we've been busy, so we haven't had a lot of time to kind of catch up with each other. So, so let's set our listeners in on what's going on in your world right now. Yeah, sure. I, I definitely feel very behind on my uh, Christmas shopping. That's something Me that too. I, I, I have to have to get going on. 
My girlfriend is kind of like way ahead of me. She has all of her presents picked out, and I, I definitely feel like I've been distracted with school things and um, stuff. I recently finished my uh, uh, grad school application to uh, USC, so that was kind of like a, a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got something kind of exciting coming up uh, this Friday, the one-act chamber opera that I got a grant and commission to write over the summer is going to be premiered this Friday. So Very cool. It's kind of like uh, my big focus right now, getting everything prepared yeah, for that. Yeah, and I, I'll be heading up and checking that out on Friday, so I look forward to, to seeing that. Yeah, I hope it doesn't awesome. suck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. No, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, it's too bad that there's only one performance of that. It's like it's it's hard when you put all this work into something. It's like you'd wish that there'd be at least like a, a few performances of it. But you know, I guess sometimes right. that, that's how things work, especially in college. You know, they have such a tight schedule with all the performance halls and stuff. So I, I definitely remember that. It's like everything comes down to this one performance. So no pressure, right? <laughs> any of the singers. Yeah, totally. Luckily. Luckily, I'm, I'm really trying to get it um, filmed, and we're going to be filming some of the dress rehearsals, and I'm trying to get a nice recording set up so mm-hmm. uh, we can edit together you know, uh, a fairly nice video of the yeah. performance, and oh, I'll probably and put that up on YouTube or something. You know, this is actually a good time to mention this. I don't think we've said it on the podcast, but now we can actually officially announce the Super Mercado Brothers are going to be performing at MAGFest this year. So if any of our listeners uh, are planning on going to MAGFest, you you know, you got to check us out. We're so excited that this finally happened. It was touch and go for a while, but we were able to to make it work. So um, is, as some of you MAGFest goers know, every year there had been something called Mag, Mag Underground. And basically it's uh, like a separate space in, in MAGFest uh, that's a little bit of a smaller stage where some really cool bands get to perform that maybe didn't get into the bigger stages at MAGFest or maybe are, you know, of a slightly different style. And that was always really fun. This year, they're switching it up a little bit, and they're actually giving that space to OC Remix. So there's going to be a concert that's put on by OC Remix featuring, uh, I think, just two live bands, one of which are us, and then some other wonderful um, solo uh, electronic musicians. So we are very excited to be playing. We're going to be playing Friday night at MAGFest in that space uh, that previously was MAG Underground. Now I believe this year it's going to be called the OC Remix Showcase. Uh, so we are incredibly excited to all four of us, you know, Will, Marty, myself, and Jaime, we're going to be going to MAGFest this year. And then also we will be hosting a panel as well. So that will be very fun. We don't have the exact details yet on the specific timing of that. So we'll keep you guys posted. But yeah, either way, we are definitely going to be at MAGFest this year, so you should come check us out. I am so excited. I mean, uh, this band thing has really... It feels like it's come together pretty quickly. I mean, we've yeah. been we've only been playing in this band a little over a year, but it's been such a rewarding experience for us. It's just another way for us to celebrate some of our favorite video game music. Yeah, and also this is a good opportunity if anyone you know uh, is listening uh, from OC Remix. We just want to thank everyone over there for giving us a shot, and also particularly to our our good buddy Stephen Kelly. Uh, he he was very helpful in kind of you know putting in a good word for us. You might say instrumental. <laughs> yeah, and luckily, luckily it all worked out, so I think it's going to be a wonderful MAGFest this year. All right, let's get back into the music. We're going to play two tracks from Cowboy Bebop the Movie, which has a phenomenal soundtrack composed by Yoko Kano. Let's take a listen to something called Time to Know B. Waltz from Cowboy Bebop the Movie. 
Holy smokes. You guys listening to Time to Know B. Waltz from Cowboy Bebop the Movie, composed by the one and only Yoko Kano. And yes, this is not from a video game. It's one of those rare occasions where we're playing non-video game music on the podcast. And probably because of that, uh, you know, this this was not really fair game for Track of the Week. But personally for me, this is my favorite thing of the well, day. And this I think be this a is waltz. phenomenal. It, it be a waltz, yeah. What's so crazy is you kind of forget that it's either in 3, 4, or 6, 8, because like almost every rhythm is like that 2 over 3. Like so There's so right. many dotted dun, rhythms dun, here dun, dun, that you kind of forget <laughs> that it's in 3 or it's in 6. It's another thing that reminds me of uh, Vince Guaraldi uh, in the sure. Charlie Brown Christmas special. There's that wonderful piece called uh, Ice Skating or something. Yeah, skating. Love that. Which I always thought reminded me of video game music too yeah totally yeah <laughs> yeah especially the beginning so all right guys one more track we're going to play from the soundtrack of cowboy bebop the movie and then we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to a few more video game tracks before we close out all right this is called what planet is this and it is straight up funk here i can't wait to play this here we go <laughs> Just listening to Uptown. Uh, I mean, you're listening to What Planet Is This from Cowboy Bebop, the movie composed by Yoko Kano. This is so funky. Oh my god. Yeah, I still I can't believe this is all coming from the same human being. I know. It's <laughs> everything else today. Yeah, it almost makes you want to quit music. Don't believe her. Just watch. Uh, she's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of speechless. We've really gone on quite a journey today, and. Um, yeah, I mean, really almost saving the best for last. Cowboy Bebop is probably what she's best known for, but we really mm-hmm. packed the whole first chunk of the episode with so much dense, incredible music of a completely different style. And I think yeah. um, I, I'm really, I, I like how we set up the episode because it really makes you appreciate what an incredibly talented composer <laughs> you are because you could yeah. have just started with this Cowboy Bebop music and be like, oh my gosh, what incredible right. writing, what chops and confidence, and it's so much fun. Yeah, we had to almost... We had to almost like slowly get there and evolve to where we are now. All right, so now we are going to play a track from a PlayStation 2 game that is part of this series. This is Cowboy Bebop Tsuiyoku no Serenade. And again, this was composed by Yoko Kano. And there's some beautiful music that was recorded with a wonderful Italian vocalist uh, by the name of Ilaria Graziano. And there, I think there was a, at least two or three pieces of music that was recorded um, uh, with that vocalist. And there was a different version of this melody that was featured. And then this 
that was featured earlier in the soundtrack. And this one is more of like a fleshed out uh, orchestral reprise. So it starts out with a very beautiful and fairly long orchestral introduction before the actual uh, tune comes in. Let's take a listen to Einstein Groovin from Cowboy Bebop for the PS2. to say about this but i love everything about it i guess this is einstein groovin from cowboy bebop suiyoku no serenade for the ps2 this is composed by yoko kano and uh this is performed by ilaria graziano and yeah so it starts off with this gorgeous orchestral introduction that feels like okay this is the this is what the piece of music is about but then it takes this turn into this it's this uh, almost like modern pop breakbeat using like some sort of found sound effects like hammer sounds. I don't know what exactly those sounds are, but the beat is so interesting and syncopated. Beautiful melody, awesome vocals here. I, yeah, there's almost too much going on that I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, I love how it kind of transitions from that old school, yeah. really lyrical section into this. When you groove. hear this hammer, it sound. almost sounds <laughs> like the, the track is breaking and um, collapsing yeah. in on itself. It's fantastic. That whole opening theme, though, this just gorgeous, um, beautiful harp playing and lush orchestration. It kind of reminded me of Bernard Herrmann's uh, love yeah, theme from North by Northwest. <laughs> or something I, I can't believe this is in a video game like yoko kano really spared no expense you know to quote <laughs> jurassic park um just all the bells and whistles you know throwing out er- throwing out everything on this track but the kitchen sink here you know that orchestral intro so lush and then it just goes into this like you didn't really need that intro per se uh and you could have made it work with a smaller ensemble but it's like, no, I'm just going to go all out here. Yeah, so interesting uh, and so singular. I, but I got to say, I love every single part of it. Um, yep. It has these two distinct sections, but it's one of those really cool, unique pieces of music with um, such a singular kind of vision and 
you almost don't want to change anything. Like, I love that it's sort of deceptive and makes you think that it's in one style. And, and what I like is it's kind mm-hmm. of that opening sounds, you, you know, the whole cowboy bebop has this old school big band sound to it so it it's almost like we're living in the 1930s through the 50s kind of a a jazz language in that whole opening it's kind of like the film music classical music equivalent of that era you know where there's there's some jazz influence for the harmony but it's also you know very evocative and quasi-classical and so it it almost imagine you know that's okay that's the world we're gonna live in for this track and then when that kind of crazy uh groove <laughs> sets in and all of a sudden it now it's everything. this piece with vocals i mean god it, it's such a yeah. it's such a delightful surprise you know i, I hope this wasn't spoiled for but anyone. it's also one of those things that on paper it really doesn't make any sense and it'd be like i don't know that seems like maybe obnoxious or too too jarring of a change but because every single note is like perfect and every single choice compositionally orchestration wise is so on the nose that you accept everything you know and even that beat that's established with those hammer sounds it's such a cool syncopated beat like literally every single singular aspect of this is just like i give it a 10 out of 10 it's a wonderful feeling of like your entire world it's like you're in the you find out you're in the matrix and then the whole world collapses (laughs) and reveals something else yeah, Einstein Groovin. Okay, let's move on to uh, the last track of the day. And also, I want to say right now, guys, please stick around for the playout track because it's also from this game and it's so good. I honestly just couldn't really decide what to play out today because everything we're playing so great. So anyway, this is from Ragnarok Online 2, The Gate of the World. And that was a game that Yoko Kano scored. It's not a good game. Everything I've read about it sounds like it's kind of a boring game, but the music is the best part of it. And we're going to play a beautiful ballad that is super emotional, heavy emphasis on vocals and piano here. And it reminds me a lot of the recent Fire Emblem stuff, particularly Fire Emblem Fates. It kind of has that vibe to it. Let's take a listen to Yoru Vo. You guys are listening to Yoru Vo from Ragnarok Online 2, which is so beautiful. 
Yeah, I'm absolutely blown away by everything we've heard today, you know, really being forced to, to dig into Yoko Kano's work. I've always known how incredible she was. Everything I ever heard from her over the years, I was very impressed with, but actually taking the time to, to go through all of this and to see just how diverse and talented she is. She's just such a monster. There's just no one else like her in the world. Yeah, completely. Uh, I'm so glad we got to focus on some of her anime work as well, because, I mean, that's a whole other venue for music that you could do an entirely different podcast <laughs> about. And I, 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 I don't know if there is. I've never heard of an anime music podcast, but um, there's got to be something like Someone's got to start because it's. Uh, there, it's such a great uh, vehicle for so much incredible music and yeah. so many great video game composing uh, titans that um, work yeah. in that field as well. Wow. Well, guys, I couldn't be more thrilled with uh, the way this episode turned out. And stick with us because we're really getting close to closing out the season. Next week, we have a show and tell episode. It's been long overdue since we've had we've had a lot of people ask us, when's the next show and tell episode? Those are a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll we'll be back. Uh, you know, we'll be in the same room for that. Uh, we all, Then after that, we, we have just a couple left. And as some of you may be realizing, we have a pretty cool milestone uh, that we're approaching at the end of the season. So yeah, definitely stick with us as we we wrap things up here this season. Um, yeah, it, it's been a wild ride. We've had, you know, I'm looking back on our episode list. It's pretty insane when when you look at them in a row. We had uh, some of the best like spotlight sequence in a row. We had that Star Fox Assault, Metroid Prime, Mario Odyssey, followed by Cuphead. That was pretty insane. So yeah, <laughs> we definitely uh, really enjoyed ourselves this season. So thanks for everyone for supporting us and all of our new listeners and all of our new patrons. We we love you guys. What episode number is this? This is episode number 297. Wow. Ooh, I got to get cracking. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to play you out with a wonderful piece of music from Ragnarok Online 2. This is called Din Don Dan Dan. Enjoy, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out. (laughs) 